Hello and welcome to the December 20th, 2018 edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe. This is my neighborhood. This is my life, but this is our podcast journey. Welcome to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. It is awesome to have everybody here with me today, and of course, it is always wonderful to be out there with you as well. So today, everybody, today is a very special day for Mr. Joe. Today is the day of, of, let's call it the Breakthrough of Honesty Day, the day in which Mr. Joe never thought would come. The day in which Mr. Joe never thought a a certain batch of words would actually trickle out of my mouth, but they're going to. They're going to. And I don't want to jump ahead of myself. I'd like to ease into the topic, so to speak, and we'll get there. I don't want to leave too many people hanging here and wondering what in the world are we talking about, but... Let's, again, start out by saying that Mr. Joe, uh, this is a very interesting episode for Mr. Joe. Certainly one, again, that I never thought I would be conveying to my audience, but here I am. And as I've said before, and I actually said on my last podcast, what would Mr. Joe's bipolar podcast be like if I wasn't honest with my audience? So I think it's very important that I, I maintain that honesty with everybody and um, let's get down to it. I mean, listen, we've all been following the implant story. So physically the update is guys, I think I'm beating it. I think I'm beating it. I really think the root cause of all of this suffering that I've gone through with my implant has been based upon, uh, oral hygiene that was not correctly administered to my implant during a six-month period, which resulted in a, a slow incurring infection that kind of just hit me all at once, and I probably should have known it was developing, but I didn't, and here I am still battling it, but guess what, everybody? It seems to be resolving itself, so I will say that we're about 90% better. There's still a little bit of an issue going on there, but again, I'm not going to bore you. Let's just say that we are on the right track and I'm building confidence more and more each day. Now, a, um, talking about physical, physical um, aspects of my life, I just found out, and I might have reported this on an episode a couple of episodes ago because it wasn't recently that I found out, Uh, It was about a week and a half ago. My triglycerides are, now for those of you who don't know what triglycerides are, that's kind of tied to your cholesterol and all that good stuff. And uh, I've always had high cholesterol and high triglycerides, and I've never really done a whole lot about it. Uh, It's time now that I do something about it, because in order to function um, without the dangerous reality that your arteries are basically flooded with fat and disgusting things, you need to have your triglycerides down anywhere from 200 or under. Most people say 150 or under. 
But, um, you know, you could get by a little bit under 200. Well, Mr. Joe's are 781. And believe it or not, I've actually been higher than that in the past. My cholesterol is 257, which is not horrible. But it's been over 500 in the past. So clearly things are not going too well when it comes to my cholesterol and triglycerides. And uh, we've, we've decided to prescribe the only thing that's worked for me in the past, which is a fish oil that you can only get through prescription, which is known as Vesepa. So I had my doctor put in a 90-day supply, and of course it's not covered, but I do have what's called an FSA card or an HSA card that allows me a couple of thousand dollars to utilize, and it's only for this month since I'm on uh, one particular plan for the month of December. I can utilize all that money up until the end of December. So the $807 90-day supply bill that is coming my way, I could pay for once I get this HSA slash FSA um, debit card that's on its way to me. So uh, that's that. Uh, could you imagine medication? I mean, we all know the cost of medication, guys, and what it can be. And that's why I'm, I'm deathly afraid of what I'm going to uh, see coming around for the month of, uh, of November. Uh, it's very scary. Uh, that, that, just even mentioning that alone just made me completely lose my train of thought. Uh, I almost had to put you on pause because it's that bad news, that, that feeling of despair and, and you know hopelessness about a situation that just basically invaded my chest and my body. And I almost had to put you on pause because it's making me sick. But I try to have the attitude of, hey, we're going to get through it now. Staying on the topic of health or slash physical issues, one issue that can be related to not only physical but mental as well is the wonderful thing that we all refer to as sleep. And so many times Mr. Joe has indicated to his audience how very important it is to get a good night's sleep, especially when you're on medication and when you have bipolar disorder. Keeps you in a routine, keeps you more stable than you should be or can be, or I shouldn't use the word should be, um, more stable than you anticipate to be. Um, and, you know, again, it allows for a, a, a more stable lifestyle when you catch a good night's sleep and get into a routine. So um, for those of you who have been listening to the podcast and follow the podcast, you will know that one of the things Mr. Joe has been struggling with on an ongoing basis has been sleep. Now, uh, my sleep uh, consists of the following. It's very easy to fall asleep. I have no issues doing so. Problem is I wake up multiple times in the night either to urinate or just because my body is so used to getting up, I just pop up three, four, five times a night. Now, that has gotten better. We are on Thursday. That has gotten better since the weekend. This past weekend. As a matter of fact, a couple of nights, I slept through the night completely. Quite amazing, right? Well, <sighs> Mr. Joe does not like to be a hypocrite. That's for sure. Now, I told you I would address the situation of my parents in which I went over to my mom and dad's for a um, 
little while to visit and there was a reason behind it, well, let's just cut to the chase, okay? And again, hypocritical. Yes, I'm going to sound hypocritical, but in the end, it's all about honesty and we need to figure out what works best for us. And I undoubtedly might gain a few more listeners who might have given up on me in the past, and I might lose some listeners based on the information that I'm going to convey. But nevertheless, my trip to my parents' house was built around two things. One, just let me get it over with so I don't have to hear her anymore, meaning my mother. And two, Mr. Bipolar Joe's dad had a request in which Mr. Joe could fulfill that request. And the request, of course, was for me to achieve or gain or score marijuana for him. So, what does Mr. Joe do? Well, he obtains a batch of marijuana. And let's put it this way. In Mr. Joe's neighborhood, uh, without giving you too much information, recreationally, it is not legal in Mr. Joe's neighborhood. But you can utilize marijuana for medical conditions, and Mr. Joe happens to have a medical condition. So any marijuana that Mr. Joe obtains is medicinal, meaning that it's not garbage, it's not Mr. Joe you know, driving to uh, some dirty drug dealer's house or meeting in a parking lot. I get this marijuana in a way that is for lack of better terms, classy. (laughs) And um, I went ahead and I did this for my dad. And yes, I know I'm a hypocrite, and I apologize for that. Now, here's where it gets even crazier, the story. Mr. Joe went to purchase for dad, I guess, because I was in a hypomanic state of mind when I went to make these purchases... Mr. Joe also purchased for himself. Yes, I did. And um, not only did I purchase marijuana, and for those of you, I have never been into the names of marijuana, (laughs) but apparently when you buy medicinal marijuana, there are very special names for them. And Mr. Joe got two different kinds of marijuanas in addition to medicinal edibles, And the medical marijuana is known as Granddaddy Perps and Girl Scout Cookie. I don't know. This this is way past Mr. Joe. It's been a year. Um, So the big question here is, Mr. Joe, what did you do with the marijuana that you bought? Well, like I said, some of it went to Dad and some of it went to me. And is it just become a decoration in the house? Did I make it into a Christmas wreath? Did I store it away for a rainy day? Did I eat it? Did I chop it up and, you know, put it in my salad? What did Mr. Joe do with this marijuana? Well, marijuana is there for you to smoke it. And marijuana in the form of edibles is there for you to eat it. So, Mr. Joe decided that because of my sleep issues, I was going to integrate some light marijuana usage into my diet. And let's start off with the good. Here's the good. It has helped Mr. Joe sleep considerably. 
it, according to my wife, has changed my overall mood, even when I am not smoking marijuana, to more of a tolerable person, waking up to be more refreshed, having more color in my face, um, just overall much happier of a person. Now here's the bad news. The bad news is Mr. Joe's been using it every night since the weekend. And I'm afraid that this is going to turn into something that I don't want it to turn into. Now, um, again, I'm using it, I guess you could say, medicinally. I am continue to take my medication. That's very important. Um, I have consulted with my psychiatric doctor, my psych- psychiatric nurse, and she's not thrilled, <laughs> but she's also not terribly concerned. Um, you know, she's, I guess the biggest concern we have is whether or not marijuana usage is going to negate the effects of my mood stabilizer and my antidepressant. Well, you want to know something, guys? I don't know how, how, how great these things were working on their own anyway. I really don't. Too many ups and downs. And you know what? Mr. Joe has made it a part of his life again. And, um, you know, that's that. It is what it is. And I, and I, I don't know if I owe my audience an apology. Um, I don't know if it's something that you wanted to hear because I have knocked it in a sense where I said, you know, it doesn't work because it didn't work for Mr. Joe for a very long time, and I thought it was working. And Mr. Joe kind of went down downhill at one point when I was over-medicated and using marijuana in conjunction with my other medications and ultimately led me down the wrong path in terms of coming off my medication. Now, I look at this. I look at it this way. I say to myself, well, I don't have no quackadoo doctor or therapist to tell me that I could manage my bipolar disorder alone without medication, so I'm not too worried about coming off them. And I think I just have to, I don't know, I have to take it one day at a time. Right now I'm sleeping like a baby. Sleeping like an absolute baby. Now, you know, if you want to put this into the con category, man, I can't wait to get high later. (laughs) I can't wait to get high. And that's where things get a little interesting because... Mr. Joe is supposed to be utilizing this as a means of sleep enhancement. And am I really supposed to be turning around and saying, well, I can't wait to get high. I don't know what the answer is, but I'll say it again. I can't wait to get high later. And um, for now, it seems to be working. Uh, You want to make some more cons or put some more situations into the con category? Let's say this. Mr. Joe is not used to marijuana and its effects. Dear God Almighty, when you don't smoke for a year and then you start smoking again, whoa, man, things get down and dirty. I will tell you that. And um, I got to give you an example. Two nights ago, I, um, I did not smoke marijuana, but I used edibles. And I had plans with my wife and little Mickey 
to go out to dinner first and then from there do some shopping. We had to return a few items for Christmas and then I had to purchase a few items. So we went out to eat and at this point in time, Mr. Joe had been driving because, you know, edibles take a little while to kick in. So for those of you who have never tried edibles, well, this will give you a good indication of what could happen. Now, many people make the mistake of what my um, my wife at the time, when she would smoke with me, not my ex-wife, my wife, at the time, she tried it one time, it didn't work for her, so she thought, she's like, okay, let me eat more. Before you knew it, she was shivering in the corner, um, crying, in the shower, trying to shower the weed out of her body, so she says. Um, it, it was, she was freezing, she had the chills, she was crying, she was, it was a really bad experience for her. For, so for those of you who have never tried edibles before, I encourage you to take it slow and take it easy and wait for those effects to kick in before you start to eat anything else. Now with Mr. Joe, I said to myself, you know what, I took him a little while ago, it's going to take an hour for these things to kick in. I could drive to dinner, and we got to dinner safely, and we ate dinner, and ironically, we had to go in the exact same parking lot as the place that we were eating, and of course, the edibles had not kicked in yet, so we all get in the car, and Mr. Joe turns the keys and starts up the engine, and boom, all of a sudden, guys, the edibles kicked in. And I cannot begin to tell you, I, I mean, I turned to my wife and I said, um, babe, um, I'm, I'm really high. <laughs> she said, well, how did that happen? I said, well, you know, and I explained the story like I'm explaining you. And she goes, well, you shouldn't be driving. And I said, well, you're absolutely right. But we're just in the parking lot. Well, just to let you all know, and this again piggybacks off the statement that I made in terms of it having a very different effect than you're used to having when you don't smoke for a year. Well, just so you know, I almost hit a parked car. Um, I almost hit a pedestrian in the street um, to the point where I stopped short and everybody flew forward in their seats, including my little guy. Um, and in addition to that, once we got in the store, not only did I lose my son for a brief moment, um, I found it completely impossible to even go up to the cash register and pay for the items that needed to be paid for. And I kind of just walked around with my son after I found him waiting for my wife to complete the transaction because I couldn't even look at anybody in the eyes. So that's not the high that we want to go get if we're using this from a medicine standpoint. Okay, you may be laughing at the story, but, you know, Mr. Joe was whacked out of his mind and that's not the way that I should be. Now, yesterday, of course, Mr. Joe decided to indulge in marijuana again. And it just so happens it was a rare occasion in which my wife and my son were not home yet when I arrived home from work. And I said, you know what, might as well take advantage, take a couple of bowl hits so I did, and then after the bowl hits, 
I got a delivery to my house, and the delivery was of a 40-inch television screen that I will be buying, or that I bought, for my daughter for Christmas. So it arrived, I took it in the house, I'm high as a kite, Parent, uh, you know, mommy's not home yet, and, and little baby's not home yet, and I said, you know what, the last thing that I want to do is have my poor daughter open up a TV on Christmas. I go over to the house. I go to hang it up on the wall. We're all excited. And the damn thing is cracked, okay, because I've heard stories, horror stories of that happening before. So I said, you know what? Let me take this thing out of the box, make sure it's good for Christmas. So I went ahead and did so. Screen looked beautiful, getting ready to put it away. And then all of a sudden I say, oh, boy, there's no remote control and there is no TV stand. I said, son of a you-know-what. Somebody bought this TV, took out what they needed, put it back, they put it back on the shelf, and Mr. Joe was the unlucky, unfortunate customer to get this product. So what do I do? I call the, the name of the company, and I let them know about what has transpired. Now, my wife and my son walk in, and I'm completely out of my mind in every way, shape, and form because I'm trying to listen to them, trying to listen to the person on the phone, trying to explain myself. An absolute nightmare. And I, I finally turn around and I say, listen, can't I just take this to the store, exchange it? No, you can't do that. It was an online order. So here are your options. We can immediately mail you out another one. And you have to return this. We'll send you a print. We'll send you a shipping label. But you have to be home for the new television to arrive and sign for it because now you'll have two out. And, you know, we obviously it makes sense. They probably don't want to take a chance and leaving it there and then me walking away with two TVs. So somebody has to be home. And at the same time, then you have to have the shipping label put on your other TV and you basically hand the one without the remote to the driver and you take the new one. So I go ahead and I set all this up, all ready to go, and my wife looks at me and she says, something just tells me you're in the same condition that you were last night. So she opens up the box, looks inside, and pulls out some piece that I didn't pull out, and lo and behold, there is the remote control, and there is the TV stand, like a complete idiot. I try to call back this number, tell him to cancel, too late. It's already been sent to the warehouse. It's being shipped out tonight. I'm like, oh my God. So now I have a TV coming to my home that I don't need. Another TV that's wrapped. I, I, I mean, that I'm supposed to be sending back, which I'm not. I'm just going to send back the one they give to me, put a label on it that they got. I, I don't even know. I don't even know how this happened. I really don't. So those are some of the things that transpire with Mr. Joe when he's utilizing medical marijuana as a means of coping. And let's face it, guys, that's really what I'm doing here. I'm trying to cope. I'm just trying to cope. And I can't imagine the way that I feel, and I've discussed this before, I could never get high and walk into work, function. There's just no way. It's just not happening. There's no way. Um, I've enjoyed my nights. I certainly have enjoyed my nights. They've been interesting. TV is a hell of a lot better. Food is a hell of a lot better. My interactions with my children are a hell of a lot better. Um, you know, my overall mood is better. And, and I don't know if I'm just kind of riding the weed wave right now and, 
you know, things are going to slowly get worse. I don't know. Um, and what I mean by that, is this going to have a negative effect on me? I, I like to look at the situation and say to myself, I'm a lot older. I'm a lot wiser. I've conditioned myself to the understanding that I have bipolar disorder, where every other time that I utilized marijuana, I never thought I had bipolar disorder. Or at least I went on living a life and pretending that I didn't, abusing medications, coming on, coming off, really not taking the correct ones, and now finally getting on the right combination of medicine, knowing that I'm bipolar, and injecting this new I guess you could call it drug, medicine, whatever you want to call it, into my life. And that's essentially what I have done, everybody, is I've reintroduced marijuana into my life. And I will continue to keep everybody posted on whether or not I feel that it's been a good addition for me or something that I need to move away from. Um, Again, hypocritically, I've sat here on this podcast and I've said to all of you, you can't drink and you can't smoke marijuana. That is not a means of medication. Now, I am going to stick by one of those guys. I'm I'm going to tell you right now, I cannot see any benefits coming out of the use of alcohol. I really can't. Number one, all your medicines say, if you are on medicine, that you should absolutely not be using medication while you're on psychotropic medication. So that alone should tell you. Now, if you're not medicated and you're using alcohol and marijuana as a means of self-medication, my advice to you is to move away from the alcohol. My advice to you is to move away from it all and get yourself stable, like Mr. Joe did. Really, it really is. So I sit here and I still still confirm the fact that I think it's safer to stay off marijuana until you get yourself stabilized and on the right medication for maybe a year or so. And then if you need to introduce it back into your life when you're more mature and you're more aware of your bipolar disorder and you've come to a a conclusive, um, you know, uh, recognition that, you know, you do have bipolar and maybe you talk to a doctor about the, uh, the benefits of medical marijuana. Maybe it's something that you want to explore, but if you are drinking and using marijuana right now as a means of coping, I highly suggest that, you know, you move away from that, especially from the alcohol, because as you know, alcohol is, is one of those addicting drugs. And I put it into the category of, you know, clonopin and Xanax and very difficult to come off of. And, um, you know, I look at my mother and see the destruction that it's caused in her life. So for me, you know, alcohol will never be a thing again in my life. But marijuana, uh, I mean, it's here. It's here. It's back. I feel a little, I feel ashamed to some extent because I know there's probably a vast majority of you who are looking down upon my decision. I hope that's not the case. But again, what kind of a person would I be if I continue to produce podcast episodes telling you that I was sleeping well now, telling you that my medication dosage is, you know, 200 of this and 300 of that and using this and and not informing my audience about what I have now included in my life. It's as simple as that. Do I want to maintain my sobriety to be an example or set an example for those of you who might be looking for somebody to look up to, confide in, learn from? I do. 
but I think that I can still provide that for everybody even though I am using marijuana. I do. I feel like I can. And here's the good news. The very moment that I feel like I can't and that it's not beneficial, you best believe that I'm coming off it and you're going to know about it and we're going to analyze the situation together and then we'll recognize the fact that, you know what, marijuana is not such a great thing even when you are stable and medicated. Uh, and even if you're just using it for sleep. So these are things that I have to explore and figure out for myself, and I'm taking you along on the journey, uh, on this podcast journey with Mr. Joe, because I don't have the heart to lie to my audience. I have to convey truthful information to help you to understand how I am managing my bipolar disorder and help you to learn ways in which you can similarity, you know, similarly, similar, in a similar way, okay, I'm not going to be able to pronounce that stupid word, in a similar way, either manage yours or in a very different way based on the way that you feel, some of the outcomes that you've had and some of the experiences that Mr. Joe has had, figuring out, you know, what exactly is the best treatment for you. And I can tell you this, without a shadow of a doubt, the one thing that will not happen is I will not be coming off my medication. It's very possible that I might stop smoking marijuana, but in terms of my medication, I will not be coming off my medication. So I stand tall and strong and very assertive in the fact that I want those of you who are on medication to remain on medication. If your life is going well without the usage of marijuana, continue to keep it out of your life. For those of you who are self-medicating right now, I do not believe that this is the answer to your problems. I still believe that you should go see a doctor, talk about your experiences and your symptoms and the things that you're going through and get on medication and stay clean. It's almost like you got to stay clean for at least a year. And, And I'm only referring to the marijuana. That doesn't mean that I want you to go out and stay clean from cocaine for a year and then hop back on cocaine even marijuana is what I mean. You have to you have to get your body to you know dispose of all that garbage, really, to really be able to manage your moods from a sobriety standpoint, and then get yourself on medication, psychotropic medication, and see where you stand, and you know stay on that for a year, and see where you're at. And then you make your decisions. You know, Mr. Joe made this decision based on the fact that I couldn't take not sleeping anymore. And I thought it would help me. And sure as anything, it has. It has helped me tremendously. And in addition to that, like I mentioned, for the most part, it has changed my overall mood. Is it because I feel like I have something to go home and look forward to? I, I don't know. I really don't think I should be utilizing this every night. I really don't. But if it's helping me sleep, it's kind of hard to move away from it now. So this is a learning process for Mr. Joe all over again. And again, I I cannot apologize enough to those of you who are possibly not with me in this situation. I get it. I understand it. Um, This is in no way a, a, a way to try to encourage you to do something that you're not doing that seems to be working for you. Whatever's working for you, I want you to do. Uh, This by no stretch of the imagination condones the fact that I think you should be snorting opiates or abusing opiates or any other kind of drug. This is not, to me, you know, marijuana is is really in a different category. 
in terms of its usage, uh, which is why it's being legalized in many, many different states across the United States. Um, so it's, it's definitely got some pretty powerful and, uh, you, you know, real beneficial usage to some extent. But you've got to explore, you've got to talk with your doctor, you've got to make sure you're medicated and stable. You've got to do all those things before you start being a moron like Mr. Joe. And am I a moron? I don't know. Reach out to me, uh, MrJoeBP at Yahoo.com. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know. I want to know if you're disappointed with me. I want to know if you think that this is the right path that Mr. Joe should take. Reach out on Twitter. Let me know. Mr. Bipolar Joe on Twitter. You can find me there. Email me. Tweet me. Whatever it is, I want to know. For ne- I'm, I'm asking for feedback. That's what I'm asking. Ask me. I am asking my audience what you think of my decision. Because, to be honest... If I was to summarize the feelings that I have in regards to my overall feelings, I will tell you this. I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed. I'm not confident with my decision. There were moments where I, I, I wanted to lie to you. I knew in my heart, even though those, those thoughts were... Rolling around in my head, I knew that I wasn't going to, so that's a good thing. I said, no matter how many times I said, should I lie, I knew the answer was, I'm not going to lie. Because quite honestly, guys, had I have lied to you about this, you might as well put a, you might as well just put a, an end to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast, honestly. If I was to lie to you all, this would have had to been the last episode, because this episode, these these episodes, this podcast journey has been built around honesty, strength, experiences, symptoms, overall emotions, and for me to cross the line and either try to change some of those circumstances or pieces of um, you know podcast material alter them in any way shape or form or lie about them it would just be a com- complete disgrace and Mr. Joe would not be able to continue so I hope that you accept me back on your podcast application after this episode I really do I hope that you do uh, and know that I will continue to be honest with you and by God, if marijuana was the wrong choice and we discover that in the next week or two weeks or a month, we're going to know. We're going to know together. And you know what it'll be? Just another learning experience that Mr. Joe has been able to provide my podcast audience. So stick with me. I ask that you do. Try to be non-judgmental about Mr. Joe's decision. And most importantly, uh, I expect to have all of you back for Mr. Joe's next Bipolar podcast. And again... Reach out, let me know what you're thinking and how you feel. And for now, we're going to say, see you next episode, everybody. Uh, Before I leave, though, I'm going to say this. If you are living right now with a mental illness and you're doing well, I ask that you continue to work hard. If you love or you care about somebody with a mental illness or an addiction, I ask that you continue to support that person the very best way that you know how. 
And if you are struggling right now with a mental illness or an addiction for that matter, I ask that you continue to fight, continue to battle, and most importantly, soldier on. Thank you for accepting Mr. Joe into your life and listening to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Everybody have a great day.